Hey everybody, welcome to Spiritual Side Note. This is our 30th episode. Happy 30th birthday. Spiritual Side Note. Spiritual Side Note and Tony Shering. Oh yeah, today is Tony's birthday. Yep. Yeah. Um, we can probably say whatever we want about Tony because I don't think he listens to our podcast. Yeah, so, what should yeah. we say about Tony? Mm, he's awkwardly tall. Anyways, um, <laughs> moving forward. So um, tonight we want to take an opportunity to just kind of ask each other some questions. A little more casual on the fly. I shouldn't say a little more casual. We're pretty casual. We're pretty casual. Um, but Haley's loaded up with coffee and trail mix and she's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'm crunching. Yeah. If you hear crunching, it's because I'm crunching. But we wanted to just kind of ask more um I guess generalized questions about rhythms that we both uh, partake in in our maybe weeks or days or years, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. um, to just be emotionally and physically, mentally healthy. So spiritually, spiritually healthy. Yeah, all the health. Anyways, do you have any questions off the bat you're thinking of? This is kind of your your topic idea. I mean, first. We oh. haven't done an Athelia quote or story for quite some time. Well, she hasn't really said anything funny lately. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. What you got? Um, well, <clears throat> this is why I need to write things down. Mm. Earlier I was like, wait, those two things happened. I need to write that down. Now you're on the spot. It's yeah. Hard. yeah. I was Get just that. feeding Hagen and putting him to sleep. And I told Athelia when I was getting Hagen ready for bed not to come back in his room because she can just be really loud and distracting. So she goes to leave and she turns off the light and says, wait, I went to play with you first. Comes over and sits on the floor next to me and puts her head on mine and Hagen's heads and says, dear Jesus, thank you for today and that we got to have fun in the pool with, and she couldn't think of brothers, so she said, my boy and mama and daddy and me and bless this food into our bodies. <laughs> Jesus name. Amen. And then she got up and was like, night and goes into her. <laughs> it's just a really beautiful mommy moment. I was like, wow, that's what we're instilling into our kids. So that wasn't so much funny as like really powerful and really cool. She baptized me in the pool a few times today, so mm-hmm. that was also... I got baptized neat. on her bed. Did you? Before bedtime, yep. Yeah. Yeah. In case you don't know, Athelia's our three-year-old, and she loves to play baptism. Yeah. And to flip pages on clipboards to pretend like she's teaching in our kids' ministry and sing on stage. Wow, excuse me, I'm sorry. She basically likes to do all the things that mommy does. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I thought there was something else she said earlier this week that I was... Laughing at, and I can't remember now. Anyway. All right. Any initial questions from you? Or do you want me to start us off? Why don't you start us off? Okay. I can start us off. Okay. So what is your regular rhythm for getting in the word? Mm. I don't think I'm going to like this topic. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like it's going to challenge some things in you? or? Um. Well... Because we want to kind of press into rhythms, I feel like I've been in a season where rhythm has been really hard, or at least rhythm the way I knew it. Hmm. So I think part of me doesn't like this topic because it, 
I have to verbalize um, slash come face to face with how rhythm has changed. Mm. And I think for a while I, I thought I liked change and there are certain aspects of change I like. Um, for instance, sometimes when things are hard, I like the idea of moving just to start over. <laughs> Along the way, there'd be so many other things about that change I don't like and coping mechanisms I would go to if I'm not surrendered because one of them being like, let's just move to start over, you know, when something feels yeah. hard. Um, but I'm realizing the more I get to know myself, I'm I'm actually very habitual, which I feel like we've talked about in here before. And I appreciate rhythm and I need rhythm. Mm -hmm. I don't always need rhythm the way I think I need it, which is a part of the surrender I'm in. Um, because I don't know that I have a rhythm to get in the word right now. I have a desired rhythm, but with two littles and kids who get up in the middle of the night and I just feel like we have been hit with sickness since March that it just changes one, my capacity mentally um, and physically to be in the word as much as I would like to be um, or being in the word the way I want to be. Cause I'm like a deep dive studier of the word. Like mm -hmm. I want to be parsing things apart and defining words in the original language and looking into historical context and not I I'm not someone that wants to do that all the time with everything because there is a simplicity that God has written into his word so that everyone can glean from it. But there's also something powerful about being able to dive deeper into the spaces from which the word came that we don't understand in our culture and our context today that I love to be able to bridge for other people. Um but that also my brain and my spirit just really click with. And I'm like, oh, that's what that means. Um, and I also feel like I kind of struggled just to like read and comprehend. To study helps me to actually like write it on my heart. Mm. Um, yeah. So a desired rhythm for me would be to like do a deep dive study of at least one verse a week. Um, so sometimes that comes with studying my stuff for kids own right now. Mm. That whatever story we're studying or verse we're, we're studying or teaching on that week, that I end up doing a study on that. And I have only recently started that. Like before I would like do the teaching and kind of like pray through it. But um, I don't know, maybe two months ago, um, I was just convicted about how I want to be in the word to study. And yet I'm not doing that to teach the kids. Mm -hmm. So that ended up being one of the places where I went to study, um, which is fantastic. I literally get to do that like for my job. But um, my desired rhythm would be to be up early before everyone else because I cherish the cool darkness that's tilting into dawn, the quiet of that, the space with just me and Jesus and like no sounds but nature. Like I love that part of the day that just I'm waking up to be in the presence of God so he can order my spirit and my heart and my day for me. And that's just the way I operate. Like I can read the word at night or I can get to the office and then study it then. But there, that time between whenever I start my day and when I finally get in the word, Haley often ends up operating out of her own power. Hmm. So to actually start my day by being in full surrender is what is most beneficial for me. 
So three weeks ago, I started setting my alarm for 545, and that lasted for probably 10 days, maybe. Um, I've since, like, reset it either for 6 or 615 or 630, because even at 545, the kids were off and getting up, um, <clears throat> or then the kids were up in the middle of the night, or, like, just weird things happened that, um, like, sitting with people, having conversation, that I just felt physically like so tired and at peace with sleeping a little later, but then I'm sacrificing that time in the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of my rhythm is surrendering even what I want it to look like. Like, God, wake me up when you want me to get up. If it's not when my alarm's going to wake me up. And if I am up and I'm only in the word for two minutes before the kids wake up. Okay. But then show me how to still be in the word with them present because mm. I want them to see me doing that too. Yeah. Um, so all of that is just pretty fresh because before, Athelia slept through the night really well up until, I think, March, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, she got sick mm-hmm. back in March and ever since then. It just started this rhythm of her being up. But before that, she's been a kid who sleeps through the night since four weeks. So it, I was never sleep deprived with her and I could still get up super early and be in the word. And um, Hagen kind of changed all of that. Um and now that Hagen's only waking up maybe once in the middle of the night, Athelia's up. So it's just kind of this, like, trying to seek a rhythm when there's rhythmless times. <laughs> or, like, what season am I in? I don't even know. And surrendering that and just asking God to give me the wisdom and discernment to know when to be up. Um, so I don't make it through my whole day without being in the Word. And, like, sure, I'll pick it up then before bed because I want to end my day in the Word, too. But... Yeah, there's just something different that happens in my spirit when I'm up early. So that's a really, really long answer to say I don't really have one right now, but I have mm-hmm. a desired yeah. one. So it's interesting. There's two two things I'm curious to hear your response about. Uh, in regards to waking up early, you mentioned like the dark, cool morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so do because you, you also said like it, there's no noise but like nature and things like that do you think you appreciate that more now having two little kids because you've oh, yeah. always loved that time in the morning i know i know that but yeah. like do you think you value that more now 100 percent. because there was like one day i think it was i don't know maybe three four five days into me setting my alarm for 5 45 and getting up that I was able to be in the Word. No, I think it was a week after I started this. I was able to be in the Word for a short bit and started writing because that's also my desire. You're smiling. Why are you smiling? Oh, I thought of an Athelia quote. Sorry. Just popped in my head. We're Um, we're past it. My fault. Okay. Um, And I didn't get to finish my writing, and Athelia was up, and then Hagen was up, and I just, there was this stark difference and you were awake at that time. And she kept coming to sit by me and talk to me. And where I just finally was like, wow. Like it went from complete silence to noise everywhere. And anyone that knows Athelia knows she's just not quiet. Like not only doesn't stop talking, but it's just pretty, um, like can be loud. She doesn't like scream all the time or anything, but she's just consistently talking and making loud noises and tripping and falling and she lives life to its fullest. The loud noises are for me. The tripping and falling <laughs> is probably more from you. I mean, I have my yeah. fair share of trips, but no, not even close to me <laughs> though. Um, 
So in that moment, I realized Hmm. how much I cherished the silence. Yeah. So then the other question I was wondering is when you were younger, you used to be afraid of the dark. And I know a lot of people were, Mm -hmm. but it was just interesting you pointed out the dark, cool morning. And I'm just curious, like, because you don't love the dark as much in the evening, if I remember right. But you like it in the morning as you put as it, like the, the, the dawn's up. about to break type mm-hmm. of thing. But um, why why is that? Um, I'm not entirely sure. But even if you look biblically, there is so much at night that is paired with darkness, like actual dark darkness, not just like, oh, it's dark outside. Like evil darkness. Or evil darkness, thank you. Um yeah, words are hard. Well, you said like actual darkness, like, yeah, like when the sun's down. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, thanks. You know what I meant. That was good. That was helpful. Um, but there's something about the coming of the dawn, the hope of the day, the world waking up. The noises are different. Mm-hmm. The, it almost in a way feels like the evil is going to sleep, though that is not true. The enemy is still working. But this, like, the light of all men is coming, right? Which is really the Son of God. Like, he is the light of all mankind. But I don't know. There's something about the world waking up to this dawn that, like, that's the part I want to be awake for. I don't love that we live so far north that in the winter I could be up for an hour and it's still pitch black. Like, I don't love that. But I love being up right before the sun is up and just sitting either on our patio or in the kitchen where I'm looking out a window and the sun's just coming up over the hill behind us. Like, I just cherish that. There is something about being still in the presence of God as he awakens a new day. Like, he brings the sun up. Just so many promises that have to do with a new day and new mercies and God setting the the stars in the sky when the sun is a star. So that's cool. Um, just... I don't know, there's something about the hope and the light and the beauty and the stillness of it all that light is dawning in mm-hmm. um, before the whole world wakes up and we're all in a, a frizzle and a frenzy to like do... Frizzle? <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> to do all of our things. But there's something about the world still being still enough at that point in time too. Mm, yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's just peaceful to me. Yeah. What are you smiling at? Well, now I'm smiling at... What is the definition <laughs> of frizzle? Because I don't think there is one. No, I don't think I, it's a word, right? I think I isn't just made it, it isn't up. there a drink called I just a said frizzle? Frizzle and a franzy. Like I don't yeah. know that either one of those are. Yeah, I think you words. meant like a tizzy, not a fran- frizzy. I just meant to say whatever came out of my mouth. If uh, I'm frizzle to fry or grill with a sizzling <laughs> noise. Um, or the noun is the sound or act of frying. I don't think that's what you meant. I don't think you meant frizzle. Well, it could be all of us waking up to make bacon. Yeah, fry and grill. Yeah, there you go. Let's fry up some bacon. This is the dawn's about to break the early morning darkness. Let's go. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And interestingly, my day does start with bacon it, a lot. Oft, often, often and does. And I meant Hagen bacon, not like actual bacon. No, it starts with turkey bacon a lot. <laughs> you love your Costco turkey bacon. It's true. I saw somebody post the other day. They were like back from California. Um, and uh, they, no joke, had 
10 of those three packs of turkey bacon yeah. from Costco. And the caption was um, that when Costco runs out of turkey bacon for so long that it scares me out of never having it again. And so she's like, never again, Costco, which is like buying them out. It was awesome. Um, I do hate that Costco does that. Yeah. Like, wow, like, I love be this thing. Out of something Bye. for like six months <laughs> or forever. It's really not that big of a deal. First world problem that I shouldn't have said. Okay, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that there is totally something different about the morning darkness versus the evening darkness. Um, I'm totally with you on that. And Jesus even talked about like how um, things happen in the darkness, right? Like you you mm -hmm. seclude and hide in the darkness to do things that you don't want other people to see. But when you bring them into light... Um, yeah, so there is totally something about that. But I think the almost the reason I asked that is like, I, I wonder, what point does it change? Mm. Like if I was just up all night on the back patio and just sitting there all night long just to test this theory, like is it 4.30? Is it 5? Is it the first bird chirping? Is it a switch of the, the air like where like the fog rolls in that cool morning October mornings you know where it rolls in on the cemetery uh, across from our house like at what point is it like I just I really want want to know like is it simply because we went to bed and woke up so it mm. wouldn't it, the timing quote unquote could change you know if I woke up at four it would be four if I woke up at six it'd be six but anyways that's just mm. fascinating to think about totally probably unnecessary to think about too but fascinating for me I think it's the <clears throat> uh, first bird chirping mm. because the birds sleep at night. So yeah. there's this like morning is almost here. Um, I don't like I've been up <laughs> countless number of hours in the middle of the night over the last year. And I don't remember feeling that way until it's almost dawn. Mm. Like, I don't feel that at 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, mm -hmm. granted, it's because I wasn't planning on being up. Yeah. But even when I've chosen, like, a really peaceful, gracious attitude and I'm sitting there feeding our daughter and having a conversation with her at 3 in the morning, my body is not – I'm not set in the same place. Like, maybe it's because I'm getting ready to go back to bed. Mm. But there were times before Hagen was born that I would get up at 4.30. There's still a calm and a quiet during that time. But there's something different about when the sun is about to come up. Hmm. That for me, that's when it changes. I do wonder if you sat up all night on the patio, if as the noise changes, like when you can't hear cars driving near the mm. same amount, you know, as the yeah. world is actually settling down and going to sleep and hearing doors close and seeing lights turn off and hmm. that sort of thing that just kind of like settles in like this is, this is when the world goes to sleep. Hmm. And often when, quote, evil is at work yeah seemingly in a different way because people do things at night in darkness um and i think the enemy capitalizes on that um but there is there's something about the birds chirping the coolness of the morning and the sun about to rise that for me that's when this switch happens hmm. so i don't know that it's a particular time of day because that time of day changes depending on the season of the year for us here yeah yeah Mm, interesting. Interesting. So as the rhythm for being in the word has been all over the place for you, but you have a desired rhythm, how how have you been finding um searching after spiritual health? 
and I know like our spiritual and our emotional and mental health are all interconnected and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I get that it could be through doing other things like mm-hmm. working out or going to counseling, but specifically like spiritual connection time with God or in Christian community. Yeah. So mm. one of the things that is also supposed to be a rhythm for me that I've not done great at is writing. Mm. Um, there's something about journaling and two different kinds of journaling for me. There's a, I'm going to get everything out right now that's in my head. Cause either I'm trekking with an idea going this way, or I just have so much going on. I need to get it out. I will use my computer for that. Cause I can type far faster than I can write with a pen, but to like actually slow me down enough to almost be still, but I'm not being still cause I'm moving right and thinking is using a pen on paper. Mm. There is something about that that is powerful to like um, document where where you are and what God is teaching you and also slow you down enough to like get certain things out without just like plowing through. Um, but I'm in a Bible study with a bunch of women. Uh, we take a break during the summer, but we meet every Monday during the school year. Um, and that's been really powerful to like study different books of the Bible together so that even if I'm not, even if I couldn't study the whole chapter we were doing or whatever other people had, and I could just glean mm. from the information that they shared. Um, cause that was in the thick of being sleep deprived in a way I, I just can't describe. Um, and I almost forget about because I'm sleeping so much better now that the other day when I didn't sleep well, I was like, how did I do this mm, for months yeah. and months? Well, it was only by the grace of God. But I think it also gave me more grace with myself. I was like, shoot, that I lived this way every day. And like, God was just so gracious with me. Um, and then and I have accountability once a week as well. Um And that doesn't have a certain rhythm to it either, except that we just ask each other intentional questions. Our desire is to also study a book of the Bible together, but my accountability partner is also in my Bible study. So um, we do get time in the word together that way as well. And then we often check in just like where we are mentally, spiritually, emotionally Mm -hmm. during that time um, and exhorting, encouraging each other, calling out truth and lies and checking in on like parenting and our families and marriage and different things that um has just been incredible and like keeping me accountable in certain areas and times when I'm like man if I didn't have accountability I would totally do dot 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 right now you Mm -hmm. know just because that's what your flesh wants but knowing that there's going to be someone that's asking you questions is like really powerful um and then I have almost consistently for the last seven years, like had a mentor, Hmm. um, that I meet with on a semi-regular basis. Um, and I say semi-regularly cause it's not ever been every week. Um, and my most typical rhythm with that is every other week. Hmm. So having a mentor in my life, um, I just now have a new mentor and she's going to be more mentoring me as like a woman, as a woman in ministry. Hmm. Um, but I've most recently been mentored just as a woman in general, like by someone older than me that has kids older than me who I appreciate the way that she raises her kids and the way that 
her heart is after Jesus and, um, she's a pastor's wife and has just gone through a lot. So like being able to glean from someone who's years down the road from me, um, is also beneficial in this rhythm that checks me mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, and then physically a part of that really is like me being active, like my mental state can change if I'm not physically doing something because I can be so apt to be like, yeah, I don't want to do anything. So getting out and going for a walk or um, lately I'll run and listen to a Bible study Mm. Um, or I'll run usually just once a week right now to like pray and process um, because running was a huge part of the eating disorder years of my life. So for those of you who don't know that, like that's really intertwined. So I have to be careful like how much I run because it can become a control mechanism. Um, but I try to work out at least three to five times a week. Just get my body moving and build muscle and um, model that for our kiddos. And like a 30-minute workout might take me an hour and a half because I have the kids. But just letting that be what it is or going swimming or jumping on the trampoline, you know, just like working physical activity into our lives with our kids I think is super beneficial and having littles makes that really easy because they're moving all the time anyway so you're constantly picking them up or chasing after them and whatnot but that is also powerful because we're like you said like we're interconnected like if Mm -hmm. one part's off the other parts are off so Mm -hmm. um yeah and counseling needs to be a part of that I actually really value counseling and for the life of me can't remember to call the counselor that (laughs) you've suggested to me. Um, but I think that should be a part of everyone's rhythm in one way, shape or form annually, at least like to go two or three times just to be checked in on. if you've gone through something traumatic, like go more often for a season, like there's just something about having all of those areas of our lives in check. That's really important. Yeah. So, Mm. um, Um, I'm going to hijack whatever you were going to say. Why? Because it's my turn to ask you a question. So that's about all the time we have. Yeah, that's today. what I thought. Well, interestingly, I was like, I think I'll just use your question. Because I feel like you have way different rhythms than I do for mm-hmm. being in the word. Mm-hmm. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, health. Like, talk about that balance for you and the rhythms that you do or don't have and want to have. Wow, that was one giant question. It you just was. rolled in like all three of my questions and follow-ups into one question. You're welcome. Um, so hold on. Um, I also am usually speak with more brevity than you do. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so the first question as far as rhythm in the word. Um, my rhythm in the word has been... Um, I'm an auditory learner, and so I've been doing a lot of listening to the Bible in the car. Um, I'll drop off the kids a couple days a week or just driving to the building. Um, I made that kind of intentional shift of like rather than just listening to music all the time in in the car, um, very intentionally trying to listen to the word as like one of the first things. A lot of times like when I drop drop the kids off, like we'll listen to music with the kiddos um, just because like listening to the word would go over their heads. Um, don't get me wrong. Hearing the word poured over you is still good. Um, but a lot of times we'll listen to like worship music or something that Athalia can sing to or, um, comprehend. Um, but then when I'm driving to the building, um, or our office, uh, I'll listen to the word. Um, 
and so that's actually become a regular rhythm for me to to get in the word that way um but the other thing too is like i don't want to use listening as an excuse to not have set aside time like oh i'm driving anyway so sure i'll listen to the word so a lot of times i'll try to when i get to the building i'll also take a few minutes and read the word as well um so like i'm usually going through a book and then of the bible and then i'll also do like a psalm or something or a proverb uh, along with another book so a lot of times i'll listen to whatever the other book is that i'm working through and when i get to the building like i'll read through the psalm for that day or a proverb or something um i guess i shouldn't say a lot i try to do that often um i haven't done that as much lately um life's just felt a little bit busier the last month or so and so a lot of times it is just listening to it and so i need to make sure that i'm setting aside that that intentional time um but i wanted to do that like first thing when i got to the building like that was something that happened maybe two years ago or something now. And then I read through the Bible slash listened through the Bible um, in 2020. And so this kind of became my rhythm through that. And I've just stuck with that. Um, it's been very consistent for me, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to be sure to set aside other intentional times. So again, it's not just this like, oh, I happen to be driving. I'll listen to the Bible. Um, but that's better than not <laughs> um, listening to the Bible at all or reading the word at all. Um, I also have a similar desire though. Like for the longest time, I I didn't want to be a morning person. I'm, I wouldn't say that I am or have ever really been a morning person. Um, but the last like year or so, I've really longed to become that, like mm-hmm. to be the dad that wakes up at 5.30 or even 5, does a workout, showers, grabs a cup of coffee in the Bible and then my kids wake up, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. sitting at the kitchen and I'm reading the word, drinking some coffee and then my kids walk in and get a bowl of cereal or something like, cause I'm sitting there like, um, yeah. Cause Hagen so good at that. Well, okay. <laughs> like I said, this is a dream. So I was thinking in the future, disastrous is the word that comes to mind. Um, so I, I think that as as our kids get a little bit older and gain some more independence, I really hope that that becomes a rhythm because I want that to be a similar rhythm for working out. Um, and I'm not like a, I want to work out five days a week or seven days a week, but I do want to be working out um, in some capacity multiple times a week. And that varies. Um, I also love working out through playing sports. So um Currently, I would say my desired goal is twice a week with I play pickleball on Monday nights um, and then I try to play morning basketball another day a week if I can. Um, so getting two of those and that's usually a total of like three hours of of cardio. Um, and so trying to do that way. We also I have some workout equipment in the garage and what I'm actually I was processing this as you were talking about your rhythms um, answer is I think it's in one sense, it's actually harder for me to work out with it here because when I come home, I'm in a different mindset of like taking care of like chores or being with our family Mm -hmm. that I don't like, it's hard for me to be like, I'm going to go do something by myself for me when I'm still home. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I think it's that way too, partially um, or not partially. I think it's also that way for me with like, 
work work stuff. It's a lot harder for me to do work work at home when the family's here um, because I'm distracted by like home chores, homework or our family time or things like that. Um, and so like I work way better when I leave the house to work on things. It like maybe, you know, call me stereotypical guy. Maybe it's a compartmentalizing thing of like when I'm home, I do home stuff. When I'm at work, I do work stuff. Um, and working out for me feels more like a work thing than a home thing. Again, I think it's mm -hmm. because it feels like I'm doing, I'm taking away from my home responsibilities or my family time to do something selfish. Um, but we've never had like gym memberships. So um partially because I don't work out consistently enough to justify a gym membership. But I also wonder if we paid for a gym membership, if that would motivate me because a, a lot of times money motiv has motivated me in the past. Um, anyways, but all that to say, um, I like doing a couple cardio things a week and I just got gifted a new like workout machine thing um, that's in the garage and I've been cleaning up the garage and working out, cleaning up the garage. I've been yeah. sweating a ton in this heat um, that I hope that that becomes a regular part. And I would love for that to almost be, you know, if I did that three mornings a week um, along with reading the word. So that's kind of a similar desire to, to be in the, to have that rhythm of being in the word. Um, and that also kind of speaks to the physical side. When it comes to emotional and other spiritual ways of connecting. Um, I've also been reading or listening to um, some different Bible studies working through Acts. That's kind of new for me. I normally don't listen to Bible studies. Um, oftentimes I'll listen to other sermons. Um, right now, or since Easter, I've been following along with um, another church and just going, hit that church is working through the book of John. So on top of being a part of our church and hearing those messages. I'm also listening to um, Church of 1122 and working through the book of John um, as they're preaching through that. Um, I have accountability as well. Um, our rhythm is closer to every other week rather than every week, um, but get together and just trying to be honest with where we're at and um, what we need prayer for, what we're learning, um, where we're where we're struggling and, and hurting. Um, even like uh, Saturday morning, we went fishing together and it was just a time and a space for, for me to just share like, man, I've just been feeling weird. I've just been having these strange feelings and not totally sure where it's coming from. And um, yeah, it's just a, a space to be myself and open and honest and let him speak into my life and challenge me. Um, and then the emotional and mental and spiritual because my counselor is a Christ follower as well, but is counseling. Um, and, uh, so my accountability partner is good for that. You're really good for that. Just conversations with you. Um, and then counseling is really good for that. So I went to counseling more regularly last year. Um, as I was going through some stuff, um, it was more necessary, kind of like you talked about, like when in a season of going through something. Um, and then it was, kind of got to a place where I was able to back that way off. But then I just went again, I think it was in July, um, just kind of for a checkup. And I had been processing through some stuff that I felt like got revealed to me on my day alone in June with some fear. And so um, just wanted to process through that with my counselor and just share that and ask for some insight. Um, yeah, so those are some of my, mm. my rhythms. Um. I want to say with that because neither one of us answer or 
gave this as an answer. Mm. <clears throat> that Shafin and I, that's his full name. I just realized I don't know if we've ever said that. <laughs> Shafin and I tried to do a weekly date. And I highly encourage married people to make that a part of their rhythm. That doesn't mean you have to spend money. Mm-hmm. Like we for a long time didn't like mm-hmm. spend money on dates. Um, our typical rhythm white white now. Oh, white now. <laughs> uh, rhythm white now. Um, You're either Athelia <laughs> or the uh, preacher priest from The from, Princess Bride. Yes. <laughs> well, um, is we'll like order dinner out and just bring it home because honestly, paying for a babysitter is really expensive. So mm-hmm. we will just like order a meal and typically we share a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we build that into our budget so that I don't. Which still have to, isn't a lot. I mean, it's. It is amazing how relatively cheap we're spending money, yes, but it is, like you said, it's just... Relatively te- cheap date. Yeah. My encouragement just is, like, you don't have to spend money to Correct. spend time with your spouse. Yeah. That, like, spend time in conversation. Um, we really do try to do that, like, after the kids are in bed so that we're intentionally with each other, not doing house work or house chores or work, work. 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 <laughs> there have been nights where emergencies have popped up or the kids have gotten out of bed multiple times or whatever and it's interrupted but that has been rare the norm is that we get time to be together and checking in on each other's hearts and how we're doing and asking accountability questions and sometimes finding out I shouldn't be asking certain accountability questions that that can actually like be triggering to Shay but I wouldn't know that if we didn't have conversations and Shay and I are pretty pretty good about being in communication um throughout our whole week um and i've i've become healthier like emotionally spiritually mentally all those things even physically i would say obviously since i had an eating disorder for so so many years that that affected so much um, but even just like working through fear, anxiety, control, um, and not that I'm totally free of all those things. I think Christ has, is my freedom from those things, but I'm learning to die to myself and surrender all of that stuff back to him. And as I'm doing that and we're in conversation, it doesn't make it so dire that we sit down and have a date, but it's partially because we sit down and have a date like once a week. So we're yeah. getting that touch point time that I just think is super important for yeah, husbands and wives, like sit down, have a conversation, like ask where the other person is, what they're learning, where their heart is. Um, is there anything you need to tell me? Like, is there, is there a blind spot you'd like to speak into and then let them do that if there is one. And if you give them that opportunity, don't be defensive. Right. When they say Yeah, exactly. So it's just been, that's been a powerful rhythm because we didn't do that as a rhythm for Mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. And partially because we didn't have kids, so we would just come home to each other. Yeah, a lot of nights. Spend a lot of time together. So it's become a more um, intentional necessity in our lives. Yeah. But because it's become an intentional 
thing that has also mentally freed me up to say like, yes, let's have people over this night or you can go do this or I can go to this event or like being present in the community in different ways because I know we'll have one night where we get to touch base with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the past, I've kind of reacted, I think, out of a fear of like, what if I don't get time with you when we always had so much time together? Um, So anyway, I think building rhythms like that into our lives are super important to one, just the surrender of like, God, put me where you want me. But then the priorities of like, okay, we know this time will happen. So I can allow the spontaneity of life to, mm-hmm. to ebb and flow a little easier without me trying to control it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think another thing that um, is helpful and healthy, and I do feel like we do this well. Um, we have weeks where we don't do it great, but is building in white space um, mm-hmm. into our schedule. If you're not familiar with the phrase white space, it's just basically um, lag time, downtime um, in your schedule where you're not just running from one thing to the next every mm-hmm. moment of every day. Um, but that you actually breathe in some time for reflect. Did I say breathe in some time? Mm-hmm. I definitely meant build in some time to breathe. Um, wow. Um, and uh, and just have some of that, that blank space um, to reflect. Um, to breathe, to rest, um, even just to allow yourself for things to take longer. Um, you know, if you're working on a project and you should be done in an hour and it takes you an hour and a half, but you build out your schedule so tightly mm. that like now you're 30 minutes late to the next thing and you're mad. <laughs> um, that's not helpful. And so just uh, learning some of that empty space and empty time um, and not letting it be totally empty and that like you let your mind wander to whatever and it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not that um, we want to be focused on God and in prayer, even in those spaces and times, but it's an intentionality with rest mm-hmm. um, and with not building out your schedule. And this is really hard. I feel like in today's age and culture um, of just like the, you're only important if you're busy or being busy mm-hmm. makes you feel important. Um, and I feel like a, a lot of people have talked about that and that that's kind of been hit head on where it's like, okay, that's not actually true. Um, but the other way that I see it is when we see other people doing things, it feels like, oh, I didn't plan any things with friends tonight because mm-hmm. I need some blank space. But now I'm seeing a post of my friends out to dinner and I feel left out or I feel lonely or I feel this or um, I should have made more plan. And it almost mm. spurs you on. Well, maybe they had two nights of nothing the last two nights and your night of nothing just happened to be the night they went out with friends. Like, um and mm-hmm. but we get in this weird headspace with that. So just really trying to, through prayer, know mm-hmm. how much of that. Because the don't get me wrong, like rest and laziness can um, be butted up against each other very close, and you can spill from from rest into laziness. But I think if you're being intentional of building rest into your schedule, um, you're not as much of a threat to become lazy. Usually, lazy people don't have a problem building rest <laughs> into their schedule. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's a really good, really good point. Just emphasize the prayerful part. Like, just ask God to put you where he wants you to be hospitable to those he wants you to be hospitable to, which Mm -hmm. doesn't just include you inviting people over, but being in other people's lives. Um, Or, like, being a part of your community. Like, we had our big Pink Arrow event this last week. Like, just going and being present and being around people that God has placed us here to serve and love, um, that 
yeah, when, when we're so like packed full and not just from one event to the next, but that packs your mind full. So then when interruptions happen, we're irritated instead of allowing the interruptions to be built in or even when they happen, like if we've already built in our time, if we're so clogged up in our minds, it's so easy to be irritated and to respond with frustration and, um, and dismissiveness. Like, okay, nope, not happening. And Henry Nowen said that he, this was towards the end of his life, like used to get irritated with interruptions until he realized that the interruptions were his work. And that's just been really convicting to me hmm. the last couple of weeks as I've thought back over that, like, oh, I can get so irritated when I feel like my kids are interrupting my silent time (laughs) (laughs) or whatever it might be, but they are my work. Like they are the ones I'm here to serve and to love as Jesus serves and loves me. Um, So it's not just about like making sure your calendar is empty space just so it has empty space, but that actually helps us recognize that we're not the ones in control of our lives or our schedule and our, our minds are more, um, aware of the potential of spontaneity and interruption. And spontaneity is just huge. Leaving <coughs> space in your schedule to be spontaneous is just super important. Super important. Quick side note. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Nowen, for those who don't know, was a Catholic priest and theologian and professor. And um, yeah, just for a little context of who he is. He actually left... Um, being a professor and teaching to work with in a facility for um, mentally disabled. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty powerful stuff. Read his writings. He's good. Yeah, his stuff is really deep, but very simple to read. Mm-hmm. Easy to read, I should say. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for taking some time to chat. It was good. Mm-hmm. What? Namaste. I don't know. I oh. feel like I'm about to sneeze, so it was kind of a weird. Oh, uh, okay. I was saying you asked me what I was smirking at, so I was asking you what you're smirking at. Two very yeah, different answers. <laughs> Sneezy smirk. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for yeah. tuning in this week. I hope that you have an awesome week. Have a great week. Later, See you later. people.